there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to this Think Hope podcast. I'm your hopeologist here to help you on your journey of hope. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is it that I hear? That is the train of hope or the hope train. I tell you, the hope train has left the station. Are in the middle of the national month of hope. So I tell you, that's some exciting, exciting, exciting news right there. Yes, yes, yes. April is the National Month of Hope, and I tell you, hope is needed now more than ever as we are in the middle. We are smack dab in the middle of a pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. And in the midst of all that has taken place, we know that hope is what's going to get us through this because hope is what lifts us up in the times of trouble and crises, because hope says it's going to be okay. We are going to get through this. And so that's why we can still celebrate April as the National Month of Hope and also honor our Hopi Awardees, and Hopi stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment, because that's one of the things that we do during the National Month of Hope. So just to kind of get things started and to frame uh, the show today, especially as we're talking about the National Month of Hope, some may not understand, may not know about this National Month of Hope, and and that wouldn't be uh, unheard of because it's only been three years. It's just three years now. This is our third year uh, having a National Month of Hope. So I'm going to share a a short clip from an interview that I did with Tammy Webb. As a matter of fact, I was interviewed by Tammy Webb of Cumulus Broadcasting uh, on the first Sunday in April, and we were talking about the National Month of Hope, and I'm going to be playing some of those clips throughout this uh, show because it really helps to give an explanation without me just saying it but we can play and we can hear as it was shared in the interview. So we're going to start off with uh, Tammy Webb asking me about this National Month of Hope and how it got started. Why April and how did this all start as you getting April designated the National Month of Hope? Well, I tell you, it has been a journey, Tammy. It has really been a journey, but it's been a good journey. Uh, actually, in 2017 is when we officially applied through the National Day Calendar for April to become the first ever in our nation National Month of Hope. And uh, we received that designation, and April of 2018 was the first time 
that we celebrated April as a National Month of Hope. So now we're in our third year. Absolutely. And this is 2020. And things are certainly different because, as I said before, we're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. But nevertheless, hope is what's keeping us afloat. Because as some of you all know, hope floats. <laughs> That's one of the things that we say about, about hope, because it keeps you lifted up. And that's what we do on this Think Hope podcast. We are here to help keep you lifted and to help you learn how to stay hopeful, how to become hopeful, and how to stay hopeful all year long, and especially during the National Month of Hope as we spread hope, as we share hope, and as we are saying this year, as we spread hope and not disease. And one of the ways that we spread hope is by looking at those who throughout the year and throughout the years and decades have been spreading hope and sharing hope in their various uh, capacities, roles, and responsibilities, and we honor them. And this is the second year that we'll be having the Hopi Awards. And Hopi, as I said before, stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment. And on today's show, in just a little bit, we're going to have a very special guest that he's going to come. We're going to get a chance to virtually honor him and present him with the Hopi Award. So I'm going to uh, share his bio in just a minute. But before I do that, I'm going to play a clip. For those of you who, and this is going to give you a clue as to who I'm talking about. So I'm going to play this clip, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about our very special guest that will be with us on the show shortly for, for a brief chat. He's going to come through, uh, and then, uh, then we're going to continue to talk about how to become hopeful and how to spread this hope. So let me play this clip, and I guarantee you many of you will know exactly who we're talking about. This is the courtroom of Judge Frank Capria, where people and cases are met with compassion, a different kind of judge, a courtroom like no other. This is Caught in Providence. Yes, right. Caught in Providence, none other than Judge Frank Caprio. And many of you are familiar with the show Caught in, Cap uh, Caught in Providence. It's a... It's a judge show, but it's not your typical judge show because it's a traffic court and and the the judge, of course, uh, is Judge Frank Caprio. He's the chief judge there, and he is the one that presides over the cases. And the way he does it is so different and unique and hopeful, and just as the as the intro said, compassionate and uh, just very interesting. And now this, this show, Called in Providence, can be seen all over the world, and so many people are, are responding, and people actually send in money so that he can use it to help those that don't have money to pay their fines. I mean, it's, it's a whole, little hope movement happening right there in Providence, Rhode Island. And what really brought our attention to Judge Frank Caprio is the fact that we're also honoring the state of Rhode Island this year with the Hopi Award and because their motto is hope. 
And as we were as we were looking at Rhode Island and we were looking at the great things that's happening in Rhode Island and, and some of the things that represent this hope in Rhode Island, we of course ran across Judge Frank Caprio and his show called Improvidence. So as a matter of fact, we were making plans before the coronavirus pandemic to go to Rhode Island and present the award in person to Judge Frank Caprio and also the governor of Rhode Island, Gina Raimondo. And, uh, and of course, you know, those plans had to, be, uh, had to be canceled because, you know, no travel and the quarantines and everything. But I am so excited that Judge uh, Frank Caprio was so gracious to, to agree to come on the show so that we could at least virtually have this, this ceremony whereby we may uh, present him the award and congratulate him. So he's going to be with us. And before he comes, because I want to make sure when he comes, we get a chance to get him, to hear him, and he gets a chance to share. So I'm going to go ahead and set it up by reading his bio. And then uh, soon after that, I'm sure he'll be on the line and we'll be able to hear uh, from Judge Frank Caprio, our Hopi, one of our national Hopi awardees for 2020. Okay, so I'm going to start off by sharing a little personal history. Uh, judge Frank Caprio, a well-known judge and attorney, Judge Frank Caprio is from humble beginnings. His parents, Antonio and Philomena Caprio, sold fruit from a push cart on Federal Hill in Providence. They were immigrants out of thousands who, through hard work, devotion to family, and love of their new country and community, sought and found a new life in America. Their sense of responsibility, commitment to service, and education took form in their actions. With these values, Judge Caprio attended the Providence Public Schools, worked as a dishwasher and shined shoes. He graduated from Central High School where he was an all-state wrestler and was inducted into the Rhode Island Wrestling Hall of Fame. He earned a bachelor's degree from Providence College where he worked three jobs to finance his education and begin his professional career upon graduation, teaching American government at Hope High School in Providence, Rhode Island. Now, you know I like the name of that high school, Hope High School. <laughs> While teaching at Hope, coaching its wrestling team and starting a family of his own, Judge Caprio attended Suffolk University School of Law in Boston, taking night classes. After graduation from law, Caprio began his distinguished legal career in 1965. He has served as a Providence Municipal Court Judge since 1985. His court may be, may be the most well-known in Rhode Island due to the top-rated television show, Caught in Providence. The Caught in Providence televised proceedings have become popular worldwide and televised nationally since September 2018. In addition, his successful law firm, The Judge, is a partner 
in the landmark Coast Guard House restaurant in Narragansett, Rhode Island, since 1979. The judge's many additional philanthropic activities, awards, and honors during his distinguished career are too numerous to mention. Judge Caprio and his wife of more than 50 years. Now, that is, that is awesome right there. 50 years. <laughs> and oftentimes, many of, you, many of you who watch the show, you know that he jokes about that uh, there were five good years, <laughs> but he's just, you know, I love his sense of humor, but that's, that's wonderful. So Judge Caprio and his wife of more than 50 years, Joyce to Bobby Caprio has five, they have five children, Frank T. Caprio Esquire, and we've been talking with him, a very nice uh, man that's really been able to help us coordinate this whole thing, David Caprio Esquire, Marissa Caprio Peace, John Caprio, and Paul Caprio. And they also have seven grandchildren, Ashley, Alicia, Sophia, Frank Caprio II, John, Christine, Francesca, and he has two great-grandchildren, Richard and Joseph. So we are so delighted to have Judge Frank Caprio come on this Think Hope podcast and be with us and he will certainly be with us in just a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead. We're going to play a, um, a public service announcement. We want to continue to remind you guys to uh, stay safe and, and that there is hope for help. And soon after that, we will be bringing on none other than Judge Frank Caprio. Dr. BJ, what do you think about the coronavirus pandemic? Dr. Roz, I believe there is hope for health. As we wash our hands, cough into our elbows, and practice social distancing, we can stop the spread of disease. Mothers in Crisis is spreading hope and help to those in need during April, the National Month of Hope. Find out how. Call 850-222-7705. And remember, there is hope for health. Okay, on that note, I see that we have Judge Frank Caffrey on the line, and I'm going to go ahead and, and bring you in. Hello, Judge Caprio. Hello, Judge Frank Caprio here. Hi, how are you? I am doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Wow, we are so excited to have you here and to also have the opportunity <clears throat> to honor you as one of our Hopi awardees, helping others practice enduring empowerment. I've just finished reading your bio and, uh, and, and, and talking about how wonderful you are and also a big fan of your show called In Providence. So thank you so much for being with us for, for this uh, chat, this hope chat that we'll have today. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and, and I guess the first thing uh, that I, I, I pointed out is that you are from the great state of Rhode Island, and uh, Rhode Island is also an honoree of a Hopi Award this year, and I was telling them that we were, we were in the process of coming to you guys and presenting the award in person uh, to Judge uh, Gina 
Ramando, and also to you. And then we got in this whole coronavirus pandemic came and, and it just, just thwarted all of those plans. But hopefully one day we will get a chance to, uh, to meet you in person and, and, and really have a chance to, to celebrate you the way we want it to. Well, I'm so looking how, forward to that. Thank you. Thank you. And so now, uh, Judge Caprio, how are things going in Rhode Island? Well, we are suffering the same situation that the country is right now. Uh, yes. Hopefully, uh, this will end very soon. We have uh, an excellent administration here. Our governor is doing a great job. And our health care workers who, in the future, I won't even call health care workers. I will call them our heroes uh, mm. and our courageous heroes at that. Uh, yes. So they've been doing a wonderful job as well. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I know we are all looking forward to the time when this will be uh, history, when we will get through it. And we will get through it. I really do believe that. One of the things that really stands out whenever um, we watch you, and I've been watching you on this call of Providence and also reading a little bit more uh, about your history, is that you're such a positive and hopeful person and, and the way you conduct your, your courtroom. Um, is that something that was instilled uh, in you by your family, or, or where did that come from of your, your hopefulness? Well, that was because of my, my mother and my father. I'm first-generation American. My dad was born in Italy, and when he first came to the United States, he was a fruit peddler. He peddled fruit from a push cart. And then after that, he actually worked WPA during Franklin Roosevelt's administration during the Depression. And then he got his big break in life. He became a milkman. And when he became a milkman, I was just 10, 11 years old, and he would actually wake me up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work with him and then drop me Mm -hmm. off to school. And he'd say, say, listen, if you don't want to do this the rest of your life, you stay in school. I won't have enough money to send you to college, but you'll find a way – to go and remember someday you're going to be a lawyer and the one thing I want you to remember son is you can't charge poor people and I want you to remember where you came Mm. from and how we're living and throughout life if you're successful you have to remember that and always 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 help people who need a helping hand and my dad even though he didn't have any money he would be ordered by the, the company that he was working for to stop delivering milk to people who were behind in their bills. And my dad had a rule that he would never, ever, ever stop the milk from people who had children. He didn't wow. even take money out of his own he take money out of his own pocket and put a little bit toward the bill and say that they did it. So that's the background that I was brought up in. We actually lived in what we refer to as a cold water flat, which meant we didn't have hot running water. But we had mm. much, we had we had love and encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. and a pa- parent. But I always thought my, you know, sports heroes weren't my heroes when I was a youngster. My father was my hero. Mm. He was my hero. He was my hero. He he taught us what life was all about. If he was sick, he never missed a day of work. You know, whenever we were involved in anything, he was there. And his family always came first. And, you know, my father was one of ten, and my mother was one of nine. Mm. And all of my all my aunts and uncles, they all married. 
and there were over that was 19, and they so there were close to 40 between aunts and uncles and uncles-in-law, and not one of them, not one, went be, went beyond the eighth grade. They were all working-class families. Most of them born in Italy, came here, worked menial jobs. You know, did the worst mm-hmm. jobs you could possibly imagine. Put food on the table. That's my background. That's where I come from. That's where I live. That's what's in my mm-hmm. heart. That's what I feel when I see other people come before me. I know what they're going through, and I can't find it in me, you know, to punish them when I know they can't afford it. Mm. That's powerful. That is that is words to live by, and that deserves a, a, a round of applause. And and it really comes through. It shines through on your show. I believe that's why it's so successful. And you have people sending in money from all over the the, the United. That is that no, is all phenomenal. Over, all, all over the world, we get, we get money from places you would never imagine. You know. Wow. Uh, it's it's I get money from China. I get money from India. I get money from Pakistan. I get money from Italy, from France, from London. Uh, Australia, it's wow. Africa, and almost every state. And it's a wonderful gesture on the part of, of you, not only people in the United States, but throughout the world. You know, mm-hmm. the, we, have, we have geographic boundaries. They're only boundaries. You know, there's mm-hmm. no difference. We're, we're all brothers and sisters no matter where we live. Yes. So, and yes. I, I've, never forgotten that. I've never forgotten that. Well, that is amazing. My, uh, I've asked the question many times the other way. They say, why aren't you more strict when people come before your court? And I have a standard answer to that question. And the answer mm-hmm. is, I don't, wear, I don't wear a badge under my robe. I wear a heart. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you all are so funny, too. You're, you're the whole, you know, your team there that you have, the officers and, and uh and it's just, you know, because I, I just was happening to be looking one, one day and I said, because I look at Judge Judy and some of the others, and I said, well, let me just see what's going on here. And I tell you, I couldn't turn. I couldn't turn the station because the genuineness of your heart, as you say, it, it really, really shines through so much. And you, you are certainly <laughs> deserving of, of this Hopi Award. And I guess I, I, have, I have one more question that I, that I want to ask of you. Because I want to know how can others become more hopeful, even though they may not have gone through. I like what I like your backstory, what you went through, and how you how you always remember that. But how can we, like you said, around the world, because there are no boundaries? How can we become more hopeful as a people? I think basically that we are as a human race that we have a very we, we, we all have a very good heart I really believe that mm-hmm. and I honestly think that it's circumstances that bring out a goodness you know it's just like you know people say how do you become a leader well you don't become a leader in a vacuum circumstances make leaders mm-hmm. and I think when, circum- when circumstances present themselves like they're presenting themselves now with this terrible coronavirus that's going throughout the world and you see people, forget what I do. I mean, you, you look at the nurses on the front lines. You look at the doctors. Mm-hmm. 
you'll, you'll look at the police officers, you'll look at people who are providing the service during this time. They are actually putting their life on the line every single day because they rise to the circumstances. You know, and I think you mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. I, human nature is good. So I, we can never forget them. I think what I do is nothing compared to what they're doing. Wow. Wow. I love that. So, so we can, and I believe that, that during this time, the, the, the stars, because the stars come out at night and the stars are shining bright and you are definitely one of those stars, judge Frank Caprio, and we appreciate you and you are doing a wonderful job and, and just really affecting the world. Affecting the whole world. And so, so thank you for coming and being with us, and uh, we will be getting that award out to you. And as I said, hopefully one day we'll get a chance to, to meet you in, in person, and, um, and we'll be able to, to not practice social distancing because I would like to, get, to give you a big hug. <laughs> oh, I can hardly wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. God bless you, and thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I tell you people, that was phenomenal. Just simply phenomenal. Such a warm heart. Such a I'm so excited. I tell you, I'm excited about the fact that we have chosen some wonderful, wonderful people to be Hopi awardees like Judge Frank Caprio. And I want to, I want every one of you, if you've never seen Caught in Providence, please, please go out. You can find it somewhere. I, I guarantee you on the cable station, some of the other stations, even online, and you'll get a chance to see exactly what I'm talking about because we need more people like him and more people that are willing to share from that particular perspective, that perspective of hope. So once again, we're just so excited about our National Month of Hope. This is April, the National Month of Hope, and hope is so needed now. And many people are wondering, what am I going to do and how am I going to make it through? Well, today, uh, for the remainder of the show, I'd like to share some, some really good tips on how we can become more hopeful and, uh, and, and one of the ways is through taking hope breaks. I was interviewed by Tammy Webb of Cumulus Broadcasting, who is one of our partners for this National Month of Hope campaign. And we had a conversation. We began to talk about how to take hope breaks. And I believe it's very important to revisit that right now. And I'm going to share just a little bit, a, a clip from that particular interview and take out your pen and, p- and paper so you too can learn how to take hope breaks because they're so needed, especially now. And Rosalind, Dr. Tompkins, tell us in your own words, for those of us who, you know, we're, we're a whole new world now. I have, personally, I have my daughter and my grandson in my home. We are all like living day to day. We're not used to this. Give us a little hope for how to carry on in this. Well, <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about how uh, last year we we rolled out this whole concept of hope breaks. 
and I thought about how this year is when we really, really, really need to remember to take those hope breaks because even in the midst of being with family, and I know we love our families and we always say we want to spend more time with them, and and then once we are forced into a situation like this, lockdown, we get oh, yes, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. So what we have uh, implemented through this national campaign, this national hope campaign, is what we call hope breaks. Take a hope break, and we encourage people to schedule a little hope into your day. So it doesn't take a whole lot of space, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time, but it does make a big difference on your well-being. So that's what we're encouraging people to do. Now, I can share with you the steps to taking a whole break. I was just about to ask you because I am I'm going to go home and practice what Dr. Rosalind Tompkins is preaching this morning as to how to take those hope breaks and how to change this from what could be, oh, this person's on my nerves or I can't take this anymore, to we have hope that we will get through this. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I guess the first thing that I I mentioned before is whenever we're in a situation, especially now, it's important to take some time out, take some time of space for yourself. So the first thing is to schedule breaks into your normal routine in about five-minute increments. So it's not a whole lot of time. So, So for instance, you may be able to take your whole break in your bedroom by yourself or maybe uh, go outside uh, on the on the patio or the back porch or in the backyard. Or some, some people have even taken whole breaks in the bathroom. Wherever but you can find a place. Wherever you can find a place, just go and get by yourself, uh, find a quiet place, and once you get there, just kind of, deep breath and take five to ten deep breaths and that's very important you're breathing sometimes we don't even realize with so much going on that we're not even breathing we could be so tense and so tight so just taking those five to ten deep breaths and once you do that begin to think about good things happening instead of the worst case scenario you think about the best case scenario and I know it may not be easy to do but it is doable because just as we can look at TV and we can see everything that's happening and we can hear the forecast about how it's bad and it's getting worse well we can do the opposite we can begin to think about the best case scenario oh there is a cure they have a cure cure is and they found a cure there's a there's also a vaccine people are getting better cities are opening back up and just beginning to think about those things that's the best case scenario and once you think about that for a little bit then begin to speak it begin to speak it out loud and it may not be something maybe you know as a society or global but but maybe some things that you're dealing with bring it bring it home uh whereas you know so many of us are thinking well what what is going to happen if if we have to stay 
a quarantine and we can't work and we're going to lose everything. So instead of that, you think, no, I'm going to be able to maintain my job, my health. I'm not getting this disease. Uh, everything is going to work out. See, that's hope. Hope is future-oriented. Hope is is the uh, expectation that something good is going to happen. And then begin to speak that out loud and repeat it as often as you need. And I guarantee you, when you finally go back and you get back into the family atmosphere, the different, you know, hectic things that's going on, you will be in a different state of mind because you have taken time out to take that hope break. I love this. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, longtime friend, longtime person that I have been interviewing since, uh, oh my gosh, the early days when you started Mothers in Crisis. And we're talking about April, the month of hope, which all kind of sprang from that nonprofit that you started, Mothers in Crisis, right? Yes, yes. Started through Mothers in Crisis. If you'd like to find out more information about this HOPE campaign, the National Month of Hope, and the things that we've been doing in order to spread hope and not disease, go to makeahopeconnection.com. Makeahopeconnection.com. It has all the information there. It also has how you can get in contact with us and how you can also become a citizen of hope or supporter of hope and help to spread this hope because we all need hope. And I'm telling you, I was so excited and I really, really enjoyed the conversation that we had. I know Judge Frank Caprio, he, he, he just stopped by for a little a chat with us, but I tell you, it was so, so jam-packed and impactful. And in order to help unpack it and just kind of uh, so that we can, can, can highlight uh, what we heard, um, I'm going to start bringing in the Christ Vision Tribe members of Mothers in Crisis who are on the line and who, who was here in the, uh, in the chat room whenever Judge Caprio was with us. And listen, if you missed that part of the show, you, this podcast will be available and you'll get a chance to hear him yourself. But we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about what we heard uh, from Judge Caprio as well as uh, continuing to share uh, how to take hope breaks and to become more hopeful because that was the main question that we asked him and he really, really, really uh, gave a wonderful answer and also gave honor to all of those who are uh, working now on the front lines, the nurses, the doctors, and those that are putting their lives in danger every day as they are going in and taking care of people who are who are, uh, you know, who have the coronavirus. So, so we just want to thank God again for Judge Caprio. So let's talk about what we heard. And I'm going to go ahead and bring in my husband, my dear husband, uh, Pastor Kwame. Hello, dear. Hi, dear. You're on the air. How Hi. are you? Hi, yes. Yes, good. I'm, I'm very good. And I was um, quite uh, um, taken uh, with, with, um, Judge Caprio and and his responses to uh, the questions that that that, that you asked. Um, mm-hmm. In per, in particular, I was I was, you know, it just confirms uh, wh- wh- where where does wh- where does a good 
person get 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 the goodness from and 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 his ability to sit there as as a judge and do what he does the way that he does it 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 is no surprise uh from what he shared with us um how he got to that place um, yeah. and and it highlights the 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 importance of of um humility um mm-hmm. It, it 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 embodies that empathy and compassion that he shows, and in terms of how he reflected that when you asked the question concerning uh, what's going on right now with the uh, pandemic, and he, he immediately pointed to others as heroes, and mm-hmm. and you know that that idea of not you know not 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 being about yourself only. Mm-hmm. see others and in that to 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 illustrate the real uh, uh power of humility the power of 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 coming from a place of uh seeing through the eyes of hope that there are others doing wonderful things out there and um the the importance of his his um upbringing mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. from his father and I'm sure m- mom as well yeah his uh, but, mother but, as well uh, Yes. Yes. So, so those are are, are I, I think good, strong uh, um, places that that we ought to take to heart as as people in general to to mm-hmm. to to always remember that it starts at home and 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 then you can make what you need to make of it in your life. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell you, I was, I was, um, and I gotta just admit, I was a little starstruck <laughs> because, <laughs> because as you know, I we pretty much, you know, as you're heading out most of the time to 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 go to your office, but it's he's on the TV and uh, and and he's really, uh, it, it he did not disappoint, I would say. Um, yeah. Because because it does shine through, and that's prob- that's why it's it's so successful uh, all around the world. People would actually send in money to help others who can't pay their tickets, or to help them pay for those that cannot pay. And uh, yeah. and so it just is is genuine. It's what I kind of got from that. So thank you so much for always uh, supporting as well. And uh, I, hey, oh, listen, no, I I don't think. I don't think we made a mistake on on that one. No, absolutely not. Um, for sure, someone who we can celebrate as as empowering others with 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 that spirit of hope and and sharing with them that you too can rise from where you are. Just see hope in front of you. Yes, that is hope. That is hope. Thank you, dear. Yes, you're welcome. My pleasure. All right. Well, let's um let's go ahead and bring someone else in here. Uh let's see. I see Sharon. You're on the air. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing tonight, Dr. Rosman? I am doing very well. So I tell you, that Judge Frank Caprio, wasn't that <laughs> awesome? Oh, that was very powerful, compassionate. Oh wow, just to know and just to hear him, it was full of hope. Lots of hope, and just to hear when he said that he have hugs under his robe and not a badge, and yes, just, you heart, know, being yes, able to receive. Yes. yes, I'm sorry, heart. Yes, 
And it yes. was just really, really great just to hear him and then just to know that, you know, he get funds throughout all the United States, all around the world, getting monies, and that he have a compassion for the people that comes in his courtroom. Yes, yes. So I tell you, it was really good. And for those that may have missed that part because, you know, he came by, and that's what I said. I said, we, you know, we're, we understand a lot going on, but we if you could just come by the show, just come and have a chat with us, we'd be so delighted and so honored. And he is such a nice, nice gentleman that he agreed and they set it up for us to be able to 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 have this this hope chat with him. If you guys missed it, if any of you all just tuning in or you tuned in uh later, uh don't worry. It's gonna be available on the podcast and you'll get a chance to hear Frank, uh, Judge Frank Caprio, uh, Chief Judge in Providence, Rhode Island, and also uh, featured on Caught in Providence as he was with us, and he is also an honoree. He is receiving the Hopi Award, Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment this year for 2020. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing with us and for helping to... uh, to push this this hope campaign forward. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back and hear from some more of our Christ Vision Tribe members because, you know, we're a team here. We're all in this together, and we are the ones that are uh, committed at this at this point in time to bring forth this hope campaign and to help it to uh, – Take wings. We want to see it to sprout wings and then fly and, and, and just go wherever God will take it because we all need hope. And as we said, especially now. So now I'm going to share another uh, brief um, uh, clip from an interview with Tammy uh, of Tammy Webb of Cumulus Broadcasting. And uh, this is where I was able to share all of the Hopi awardees. So we heard, we, we heard from uh, Judge Frank Caprio at the top of the hour. We also interviewed several. Uh, so far, we've interviewed the, the Richardsons, uh, Judge Nina Ashinefi and uh, uh, Richardson and, and Commissioner, City Commissioner Curtis Richardson. They're beautiful, beautiful. If you didn't hear that interview in depth, uh, it's on the podcast. It's 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 available. That was powerful. We also had a very in depth in depth conversation with Alisa Finley, uh, who is the uh, president of the Botham Jean Foundation, her brother Botham Jean, who was shot and killed in Dallas, Texas. And so we've been having some wonderful, wonderful Hopi awardees to to come through and be a part of the Think Hope podcast. And the month's not over, so we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna be able to have a few more. But I'm going to share this clip of this interview with Tammy Webb of Cumulus Broadcasting, one of our partners in the Hope Campaign, and we will list all of the Hopi awardees. Makeahopeconnection.com. And I'm just, I'm very, um, very happy as I look at your website because there's even ways to celebrate hope. We know that we can't all gather together like you were planning on doing, but you can For example, it says, give of your time, your food, or your money to help families in need. Post on social media words of hope 
with the hashtag Hope Universe Day. Do things that you can do instead of maybe spreading all the bad news. Spread some hope. That's right. That's right. And and that's something that we are so uh, uh, excited about with our Hopi awardees that that we'll be recognizing uh, this year our local Hopi awardees um, and the main couple that we're highlighting is Commissioner Curtis Richardson and his dear wife, Judge Richardson, Judge Nina Richardson. And uh, they'll be receiving a Hopi Award. And we also have Dr. Vera McIntyre of United Families of America and her Straight Talk Women's Conference, Rick Kearney of the Kearney Center and the Westgate Community and the Dwelling, Ms. Lynn Ann Griffin of Strong and Gr- Strong and Jones Funeral Home, and then we're going to recognize some programs, Community Connections Restorative Justice Program, Leon County Schools Families in Transition Program, the Fit Shop with uh, Ms. Williams and, and Dr. Rogers over there at Leon County Schools, and then a restaurant, Olean's, Olean's Cafe, Olean McCaskill. So those are our local Hopi awardees, and and we're we're honoring those who are out there spreading hope in their own way and doing these things that bring hope to others. Congratulations to all the Hopi awardees this year. Yes, and then now we have our national Hopi awardees because we always like to do that as well, and we've been in touch with each and every one of them that I'm going to name. Oprah Winfrey, Robin and Dr. Phil McGraw, Iyala Van Zandt, Judge Frank Caprio. We're going to honor the whole state of Rhode Island because their motto is hope. Preach the Word Worldwide Network, actress Viola Davis, Oh wow! the Feed the Hungry program, and the Botham Jean Foundation. Fantastic. And we just like to thank God and to give a great shout out. And round of applause. I, you know, I love doing that. It just <laughs> it brings such so, uh, excitement and joy whenever, you know, I hear that sound of, of, of clapping and, and uh, just giving people honor. I love it. The Bible says we are to give honor where honor is due. And we certainly give honor once again to uh, our special guest that came by and, was, and chatted with us for a bit, uh, Judge Frank Caprio out of uh, Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, also of the called-in uh, Providence televised uh, show that, that shows his actual proceedings in the courtroom and really, really reflects uh, what a wonderful person he is and certainly deserving of such a, an award. And it just, it just really brings me joy to be able to lift others up. The Bible says we are to lift others up higher than ourselves. And one of the things that I've noticed about our Hopi awardees, uh, the Richardsons, and then now um, with, uh, with Judge Caprio, as, as we've been bringing them on to actually present them with the award virtually, that they always lift others up, that they are, while they're being lifted, uh, they're lifting others up. And, they're, and the Richardsons, they kept lifting us up and Mothers in Crisis, the things that 
that we've been able to do here. And, and, uh, and then, you know, Judge Frank Caprio, he was lifting up those who are on the front lines, the, the nurses and the doctors and all. But, you know, that is a characteristic of a, of a leader, of someone who is genuinely uh, full of, of what we're talking about, this hope. And one of the things that, that I noticed, too, that was similar is coming from those humble beginnings and then not forgetting where you came from. And that was one of the things that I heard him say so strongly and, and how, how he's really looking after the poor and for those that don't have, that he could, he could have compassion and he could really empathize with them. So that was so, so, so beautiful. Now I'm going to bring in uh, another one of our Christ Vision Tribe members. I see Nettie Palmore. Nettie. Hi, Dr. Tompkins. How are you? Good, good. Have you been listening to, to the show tonight? Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, congratulations to Judge Capio. What an awesome man in his life and just sharing from his heart. Yes, yes, yes. Now, what stood out? What stood out to you, for, for you, uh, during the interview when he was with us? <laughs> well, giving honor to you as well as a hopeologist, and, and, and that's what I saw. You know, he was like, he, he couldn't just, the people that came in the courtroom, he had a compassion for them. And I kind of saw why he had a compassion coming from such humble beginnings you know, with his parents working so hard and so many of them and just knowing that people have it hard and sometimes when you see those blue lights behind you, you already, your hope be like, oh, Lord, what's fixed to happen? So that's when you really have to <laughs> imagine hope. Amen? <laughs> well, sounds sounds like that's coming from personal experience there. So, uh, hey, listen. Listen, I've been in some of those traffic courtrooms, and, and I'll never forget one time when I, I decided I was going to contest the ticket. And uh, mm-hmm. by the time I left out of there, uh, uh-huh. one of my, uh, my friends that was with me, uh, she, she really summed it up very well. She said, I feel like we've just gotten dirt poured on top of our heads, you know? Oh. <laughs> because... Because it was just that kind of experience. And so it really is. I mean, we may look at this and say, oh, you know, that's just traffic court. But no, what, no. what I mean, they leave from there empowered. They leave yes. from there. Yes, they leave from there full of hope, not full of dirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> So thank if you I get for, caught uh, anywhere, Dr. Tompkins, I would love to be caught in Providence. <laughs> yes. Well, let's just say, let's just abide by the law and, and you know, we don't have to get caught. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, Nettie. You're welcome. God bless you. <laughs> wow. You got to just love her, I tell you. Well, we're going to take one more uh, uh, break and then I'm going to come back and we're going to hear from... Uh, last but certainly not least, we're going to hear from uh, Millie Poulos, who is also on the front lines of our Christ Vision Tribe and and really, really, really helping 
uh, to push this hope campaign forward. I thank God for all of the Christ Vision Tribe. It's, it's, we're a small band, but we're mighty. We're, we're concentrated because we're able to make a, a great impact uh, around the nation and the world. And uh, we give God all the glory for that. But I thank God for each and every one of them. So now we're going to look at, I'm, well, we're going to look at, we're going to listen to another uh, clip from the interview with Tammy Webb of Cumulus Broadcasting, where I talk about the importance of the Hope Chat and also this campaign, Hope for Health. And as we get to the halfway mark of today's program, again, if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and she has worked diligently to declare and make on the National Day calendar, April, the National Month of Hope. I'd kind of like to ask you now about the theme, Hope for Health, because we are dealing with this coronavirus. Can we talk a little bit about that and the Hopey Awards this year? We wanted to focus on health because when I saw the statistics from the Leon County Health Department of some of the things that the people in the area are facing, mm. I realized, you know, with the obesity and and uh, the food insecurity and, and some of the other diseases of diabetes and, and things of that nature and not really having much there, especially if you don't have transportation, and you don't have any grocery stores in the area, you know, uh, it, it really concerned me. And so we focused on health. But then all of a sudden, we have this major health pandemic come out. And it's like, okay, we really need to focus on health in a major way because our thing is there is hope. There is hope. We're going to be all right. We're, we're, we're going to take care of the vulnerable and those who are who are being affected by this disease. We're going to do our part to help in any way we can. And we're also going to spread the message of wash your hands, cough into your arms, practice social distancing, do those things that we need to do if we have to stay inside for a little bit. But we're going to get through this. There is hope. And that's the message we want to get out there because with the economy and all that's happening now, we've seen in times past a Great Depression and even during the last uh, economy downfall of 2018, I mean 2008, where people literally committed suicide. And that's one of the things that we've been coming against through our hope campaign. And that's that suicide rate that has been rising in the United States over the past couple decades. And, and that, that's, a, that's a sign that our nation is hopeless when you get to that point that you say, you know what, I might as well just kill myself. And a lot of people, as they're looking at TV and they're taking all that information in, it is bringing that hopelessness on. So with this hope campaign, we're teaching people how to make hope connections, how to take hope breaks, how to imagine hope, and how to take care of and reach out to one another because we are a strong nation and we're going to get through this. And Rosalind, I am noticing in some of my notes where you talk about having a hope chat. Maybe there's somebody around you that you know 
needs some hope. Can you tell us a little bit about how maybe to reach out? Because we can still talk on the phone. We can still FaceTime with people. We can still correspond, even though not in person at this time. Yes, yes, and, that, and it's so important. That's that's one of the main things that we're encouraging people when we say make a hope connection is have a hope chat. Ask someone, even in your home, those of us that are, you know, we have our, our family members here with us now, but, you know, we could just be in the same house, everybody doing their own thing, and you not really know what's going on. So... Like what I do, for example, with my granddaughter, who now is 11 years old, even though she has her phone and she's always on it, you know, doing something Mm -hmm. online and looking at this and that, I always make a point of stopping, take those headphones out, looking her in the eye and said, hey, Taylor, how are things going? How are you doing? You know, and really listening because so many times that's what people need. People just need you to listen. So as you said, whether it's telephone, whether it's text even, whether it's FaceTime, just checking on people and saying, how are you doing? I'm just calling to check up on you. And then listening to what they say. And once you listen with your heart and not your head, then you'll be able to come up with something that can help them. Maybe there's a suggestion. Maybe it's just, you know, well, how about we talk every week or I'll check on you every day. It just it just makes such a difference whenever we have these hope chats. And we, we, we won't miss some of the signs that are there when people are so depressed. And then they when they when they take their lives, then they we, we look at these journals and we see all this stuff that was there all the time. So that's one of the things that, that we are really, 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 uh, asking people to invest in and to, to take the time to make these hope connections. I'm looking at... Absolutely. And so we want to encourage you to make a hope connection with someone today. And on that note, I'm going to bring Millie Poulos in just for a brief mess, a brief minute here. Hello, Millie. <laughs> Good evening, Dr. Tompkins. Well, you kind of got the last word. So what what would you like to say about this interview that we heard? It was absolutely inspiring, very hopeful. Congratulations to Judge Caprio. And when when you asked the question about um, him, you know, how is it he's not so strict? And when he mentioned that he doesn't wear a badge under his robe but a heart, that really mm-hmm. touched me, and also about the love in in his family of how his mom and dad, and especially his dad, when he was giving him the honor and respect of where he came from, and to never forget it. That that to me was very hopeful, and he carried that on. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and thank on you. that note. We are going to wrap up for today, but we will be back for Think Hope Podcast, especially doing this National Month of Hope. God bless you until we meet again. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Hope.